0: You know, Goldilocks, the the age of gold my Goldilocks age, the age of Goldilocks for me ended in San Francisco. This is where I found my chair.
1: That was Arabella DeLuco, CEO and founder of WeXL, a nonprofit empowering diverse creators. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Arabella picks up where she left off in part one. If you haven't heard that yet, please go back and listen. She had graduated from college and was working various journalism jobs in and around New York City. But she hadn't found her true calling just yet. Arabella moved back to Southern California and lived with her family, again doing journalism work. Online editing eventually led to video streaming production. And the work she did for the company she founded meant lots of time in San Francisco. She eventually decided to move here because she loved it so much. We talk about what inspired Arabella, a storyteller and connector by nature, to found her nonprofit, WeXL. For more info, please go to wexl.org. We end this podcast as we do with every guest this season. On the topic of what it means to still be here in san francisco here's arabella
0: from going from covering a ska Ska band and like you know being an investigative person undercover Mm. to like writing these things Mm. and so i didn't last very long and and i was actually getting paid the most in that job yeah and and so i also so i got flack from it from the very cynical local editor (laughs) he was he was like he's a character he was a character so i was i was lost i um Mm -hmm. after that i quit that job and i went to new york city and i got a cocktail waitressing job at supper club and Mm -hmm. i lived in new york city for a few months and then decided new york city union city all of this area like i was like i started my goal this is like what i call my gold goldilocks era okay just trying to sit on every single chair Mm -hmm. see what fits me Mm -hmm. and that's really what you wanted to know what brought me to back to california back to cali back back to cali cali Mm -hmm. that's what it is my goldilocks era okay so i went back to cali and i was at my grandpa my grandma's house and my aunt's house the same
1: one you had lived in when you were yeah. five okay yeah okay
0: all of them went back to them mm-hmm. um where you lost. where you
1: drew the imaginary bedroom yes mm-hmm.
0: they haven't they have a new house though like they okay. like all like moved to a cul-de-sac not a cul-de-sac it's like a track homes in santa clarita oh yes
1: i yeah. i here's why i love santa clarita oh. six flags magic Mountain.
0: oh yes <laughs> That is fun. I've been there. It's really really fun.
1: Well, I love roller coasters. Roller coasters. And the oranges. Damn, those oranges (laughs) down there. Valencia. Yeah, Valencia. Anyway.
0: I love that you like it there. I
1: love Valencia. (laughs) Oranges.
0: That's so funny. Like
1: Florida orange juice. Not so good. No, no. It's all about the Valencias.
0: I agree, actually. I really do like oranges. Yeah.
1: So you're in Santa Clarita.
0: So I was. For a minute. For a minute. And then I was like, well let's go down and see where I should go. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Orange County looks fun. Mm-hmm. It's warm. Mm-hmm. I ended up, no. <laughs> what was wrong with you? Like, Had what, you it, already met your husband? No. Okay. So I, California. Went down, ended up in Orange County. Um, and I, this actually happens a lot for me. Like I cold call for work. And um, like I call, I cold called for my Coors Light job. I called, call, call, cold called for my, the View internship that okay. I got. That was paid. That was the best. Internship. Was that
1: when you worked with Lisa Ling? Or? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, I went to her apartment, um, and and and, you know, ran an errand for her, and I got to go in her apartment. It was amazing. Awesome. She's so great. Um, anyway, cold called again and uh, called called all the newspapers around. And Mm -hmm. I actually, during college, I didn't say this, but I also interned, uh, not interned, I also had a part-time job writing um, content, online content for UKtraveler.com. I had never gone to uh, Mm -hmm. England at that time. Mm -hmm. I would, the founder just gave me a bunch of books from Barnes and Noble, and then I would like dream of rolling hills in the countryside on the hearth and that was like i would just write all this mumbo jumbo for uk traveler to come but got paid 20 bucks an hour i think the joke's
1: on them they're paying you oh my god well
0: because he was an seo guy so he like just like Uh, like pushed traffic to the website so i had a lot of experience for online stuff i Mm -hmm. also wrote for adversity inc magazine all of these Mm -hmm. things i had a lot of experience like with online Mm -hmm. Work, so not just print journalism. And so I cold called a bunch of places and I cold called the, the uh, online editor at Orange County Register and okay. I got a job as a night web editor Okay, making $37,000 a year and I almost fell down. And I was like, that's a lot of money.
1: I, at the time, you're like, wow. That's a lot I of money. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like, you know, I, that was a great job. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed there, but, you know, ended up, I was right all along about the newspaper industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I ended up only getting like that job a year and a half and I was lost again. Mm-hmm. I was in a very bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Moved to Miami for a short hot minute. Okay. Where I, my diet, I, I I joke was um my South Beach diet was uh Avion and Adderall. Okay. And I I if if you saw me back then, I looked like an Olsen, 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 Olsen twin Twim. chic mm-hmm. is what I called myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a pretty, it was a pretty bad time of my yeah, life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you already said Miami, so <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was pretty bad. It is so weird, man. It's,
1: yeah, it's it's complicated. but,
0: yeah.
1: but so, you came back to California. You corrected that. I corrected that. You came back. Is it, and did you go back to L.A. or
0: I did. Okay. And um, and from there, I ended up like getting into. Like, putting together, like, a pretty cool, solid group of people um, for a company called You Are Gen Y. We were going to do content. And we had this brilliant idea to do content on YouTube before my ego got in the way. Mm -hmm. And I was working with, like, incredible humans, like... um, Chelsea Cannell, who, who, Chelsea Cannell Briggs now, but she's a she's a host of, she's a, she's a reporter for like E! News um, down in L.A., but her father is um, uh, Stephen J. Cannell, the late Stephen J. Cannell, and okay. he's I don't know if you know him, but I don't. he's the a creator of um, uh, 21 Jump Street, oh. the A-Team, great yes. America hero, hero. Yeah. incredible okay. human being. Um, so... I kind of, like, ventured in and out of things, like just Goldilocks period. Mm -hmm. Goldilocks period, honestly, all of L.A. Okay. I was, I couldn't get a handle on L.A. People are different there. They're Mm -hmm. more closed off. Um, Very creative.
1: I always, I mean, it's an analogy, but I think of people, they're in their cars, Literally and kind of figure you know what I mean like it's yeah. it's just it's different than really anywhere else
0: yes yeah. and you know quarter life crisis I was like 26 20, mm-hmm. you know, 25 26 mm-hmm. and um, yeah and I just I mean you're you know it, it's a it's I think with LA if you want to go after it and you're a social person you should have a tribe move with you right everyone who I know, it, it's flourishing in l a had moved there with already their family of of their 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 collaborators mm-hmm. It's all about collaboration mm-hmm. with the people you trust in l a right. they're not going to venture out of their 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 little bubble
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and that was really difficult because I think I was still trying to prove myself right. to myself right um,
1: and f- to find yourself right find myself yeah
0: I was proving to myself. About like who I was, but then had don't had no clue who I was. So I, it was a very like it's like a juggernaut of confusion.
1: Right, angst.
0: Yeah, probably angst. Yeah.
1: So what the heck brought you up here?
0: I was I started a company, um, a webcasting company in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, um, that actually grew so fast like I I was able to produce you know um, a live webcast in 2008 for Obama's first inauguration in DC Um, and then you know did did got like nonprofits to like hire me hire my company which only started from me really kind of interviewing people about social impact and social entrepreneurship and I would just it was called Business Boomer, and then I kind of tied it into my production company, and then it was like, whoa, this is huge. And then people wanted me to be doing what I was doing for myself, for them, and mm-hmm. then it just grew to become this sort of um, video production um, company, and okay. I was able to get partnerships with like Livestream and Ustream, and, and put the content I was producing for these large nonprofits and government agencies to, the, on the front page of Livestream, and which then I had numbers, I yeah. had eyeballs and they've never seen anything like it. And then of course I was shortchanging changing myself and didn't know how much to ask for. Right. And so it, so anyway, this was the business mm-hmm. in LA. Mm-hmm. And because I was using live webcasting technology, like tech media technology, mm-hmm. um, there was a reason to go to San Francisco. I was going up in, into San Francisco over and over again.
1: Do you remember your first time In life, your first time to come to San Francisco.
0: I was fourteen. Okay. My uncle was here.
1: Still living in in New Jersey.
0: Still living in New Jersey. I I came here for like a a summer. Okay. And my uncle, oh, should I say this? Is this illegal? He brought me to like a, an um, a gay bar. Yeah. And it was awesome.
1: Yeah. No, it I think the statute amazing. of limitations is, uh, is passed past
0: that <laughs> yeah. It was like, am I going to get in trouble for this? Yeah. I was like 14 and I ordered my first Cosmo at a gay bar and it was amazing. Yeah.
1: Was it, it the was Lookout so... by any chance? Where, like, <sighs> Which which bar was it? Do you remember?
0: It was smaller than the Lookout.
1: Okay. It doesn't, matter.
0: It, it doesn't matter. it was amazing. But, and then he brought me to Asia SF and I'm like, these women are beautiful. Right. Or men. So like, that, I mean. I, so that was you know. your
1: first impression at 14. Yeah. How long did you stay?
0: In San Francisco, I think for like maybe two weeks. Couple and then I, weeks. I stayed for a whole summer in LA. Okay. And I would get like letters from my friends, yeah. you know, like right before high school was really fun.
1: So now that you're back as an adult with a successful video production company, what, I mean, Success. did any of that come back? Like any of that? or just like the you know so what did you weird. what did you think of San Francisco when you came back
0: I had no idea that it would be so much part of my life mm-hmm. like you know Goldilocks the the age of gold my goldilocks age the age of goldilocks for me ended in San Francisco Okay This you is where I found my chair Okay and I found you know I met I met my husband now and Mm -hmm. and um oh y'all met here yes okay yes
1: um awesome an sf love story i love it yes
0: and the reason why i met my husband is because my cousin who was working with at that time she's still here in san francisco um said you know i lost i had lost my biggest client for my live live web web production company and that was the women's conference that was then um run by Maria Shriver mm-hmm. and, um, and so that was actually like, I had already decided to go to San, to San Francisco at that time but I knew I was going to lose them as a client um, they didn't like that I had other clients that I was growing my business even though they've, they, they totally had their friends use their companies and grew, they grew their PR companies off of the women's conference but they right. didn't like that I was growing my company
1: okay yeah, right. yeah. I mean,
0: that's what I felt. Mm-hmm. So that was okay. It was a good time. Um, and then my cousin's like, You just lost your biggest client, you're down like, you know, eighty percent of your, your monthly revenue, mm-hmm. you need to get some money. And you can't be a you can't be a bartender, I would be the worst bartender. You can't be a, a waitress, you don't have enough experience. And so you have to be a promotional model again, a spokesmodel. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm almost 30. I used mm-hmm. to do that when I was 21. Mm-hmm. I used to make fun of any woman that was doing it at 25. Mm-hmm. And look at me now. I'm almost 30. Mm-hmm. And So she's like, just do it. It's $30 an hour. You should do it. And I'm like, okay, contact Mike DeLugo. And I did. And I remember I was in a business, like a business trip for DoSomething.org, one of my clients at the time in Boston. And I, I pick up and he's like, hey, Arabella, this is Michael DeLuco." I was like, oh, hi, Mike. You sounded cute. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, and my cousin was there with me because um, she was helping me at the time with the production. And I was like, he's like, can you work this weekend? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm at, you know, in Boston. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you're in Boston. I went to school there and I was like, oh, where? And it was like Boston College. And I'm like, oh, that was my first choice, but I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, yeah, you know, and then he started talking about the architecture of Boston, how like the old, old architecture uh, up again, New England architecture being reflected by the Emmy Pays, um, Jan, like Hancock building, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, and how it's just beautiful juxtaposition of, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so smart. Who is this guy? I haven't talked to a smart person in Los Angeles ever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, the, the men I did in Los Angeles. I mean, I ended up like dating lawyers because they were the smartest ones in LA. Because mm. otherwise it would have been like.
1: Aspiring actors or. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, who is this man? talking to me about architecture. Ooh. And then so I got off the phone. I was like, yeah, I'll call you back when I'm back in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I like, didn't really want to be a spokesmodel. Right. Um, so I asked my cousin, I was like, who is Michael DeLuca? Is he cute? She was like, mm, he's cute, but he's not your type. He has blue eyes. <laughs> um, so when I finally got back to San Francisco after the trip, I uh, he, like, asked me to go to Kizar to do this promotion. And I gave him a big hug and I was like, I feel like I know you.
1: Hmm.
0: I feel like, I, like I've like i known you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, oh, okay. And then we just like, you know, we hung out a lot because I worked for him. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest here. You know, we were like, we were basically fooling around. We fell in love. You know, we we fooled around and fell in love. That's oh, yeah. what happened.
1: Song,
0: yeah. And, um, and... You know, he made me fall in love with the San Francisco. Okay. And this is the story. All right. And I finally found my chair. Okay. And I don't mean that in any dirty way. <laughs> I was mean, like, Goldilocks is like San Francisco. I had no idea ever that I would still be here to this day in San Francisco. And to have this love for the city. And, you know, this was 2010, 2011.
1: And to be married and yeah. to have a, a nonprofit.
0: I, I would have never thought I would even start a nonprofit. Let's you know? hear that
1: story, please.
0: Um, I had this kind of. I didn't know what it was gonna be about, but I hated seeing really beautiful, talented people just getting used and abused. And, um, and I like wanted a sort of community of people where we're all diverse coming together as creatives, as creators for the greater good. Mm. And then realizing that it was actually about, you know, Sharing all of our creative talents together mm-hmm. to create, you know, like creators for an equitable world is like mm-hmm. the thing that we're building out right now, okay. you know, and it doesn't matter what your background is, who, you know, what your color is, like we're all diverse creators coming together for an equitable world. It. And it's, it's, and that took time, mm-hmm. but there was something in me that says, one, after years of, of working in technology and being seen as, like, not a creative person. Um, Stif-
1: stifled? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: I didn't know what I was all about. And mm-hmm. always, I w- ended up producing large technology events because I'm a producer by heart. Like, inherently, that's what I do is produce. But then I wanted to do something beyond like gathering communities of you know software engineers, who I really I love software engineers. They have a role. That, yeah, sure. and,
1: and I can't do what they
0: do. <laughs> I can't do what they do. I realize that you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know. After speaking to your Erin the other day, I, I came up with this idea of um, really building out our creators for an equitable world. We excel impact network and um well it's really the we we have had win monthlies which is we excel impact network monthlies but i realize it's we excel impact network creators for an equitable world Mm -hmm. i want to figure out how to provide the resources we have as a 501c3 nonprofit to creators who want to go beyond themselves Mm -hmm. um, through fiscal sponsorship um, Collective collaborations—that's mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing together, you know, even funding resources mm-hmm. for creators because we do creator grants right now. Mm. But beyond that, so that's the community, right? I want, I want, we as creators, as part of the we Excel Impact Network, to to be able to, you know, collaborate together for this equitable world, but also. As we excel the nonprofit, we're not just you know that that this nonprofit community, but we also have programs, and our program that we really want for San Francisco is the youth program Boundless Youth, which helps um, fourth and fifth graders learn self-discovery through Mm -hmm. storytelling. Awesome. And we believe that there's a an. Well, there's definitely a sports storytelling angle to it because our original Boundless Youth program was um, inspired by WNBA player Monique Billings, awesome. who's also a YouTube creator. Mm-hmm. And we brought that. We brought Monique along with other mentors, like Seth Grossman is a filmmaker mm-hmm. in in L.A., who is a Tribeca Film Festival winner. Um, you know, he taught the girls, um, the students, Boundless Youth Uh how to how a uh, master class in filmmaking awesome. yodassa williams is a uh, is a local novelist here at, in the bay area and she taught uh, character um, and she has a, a novel called, uh, uh, called called the goddess twins so um so we really all banded together um, gabby dee who's now uh through our work with her is now a, a Logitech story as a corporate storyteller at Logitech. Okay. Um, she was, with Wisconsin 2020, but she's in what? Oakland. So she also taught the, the, the girls over, over video conferencing. Right. right. Um, but what I want to do is really expand that program, bring it locally um, for youth here in San Francisco, in Oakland, um, I think it's really powerful. And we're hoping that we can uh, work together with uh, local, other local organizations and also local sports teams. Right. You know, like the Warriors, maybe Steph Curry's uh, production company, and mm-hmm. also Gabe Kapler's uh, pipeline for change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the pitch. But <laughs> that's a pitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny. I love puns. But... Um, <laughs> In terms of, you know, it's very important for me. I'm, I'm actually, I don't think I'm a great nonprofit executive. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm a storyteller. Um, so I would, but it's really important for me to um, make sure that we excel's nonprofit programs, our youth program, our newer divergent storytelling program, are funded mm-hmm. because i that's really how you make a difference yeah is by you know putting these programs together that that for the community right and then for as uh, we as creators i realized too that we as creators we have so much access and um, resources and then if we band it together think of what we can just
1: get bigger more stories more
0: stories more impact
1: Mm -hmm.
0: more change for the better this is how we this is activation right this is we're activists Mm -hmm. we're we are and that's why we're here in San Francisco that's why it's hard it's hard for me to think beyond San Francisco even though it could happen again that we move back to the East Coast that It's because there's this, like you said, when we first started, there's this sort of, it's hollowed ground for (laughs) creation. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And and through creation, there's activism. Mm -hmm. And through activism, there's change. And then it repeats itself again. Mm -hmm. Cycles. Please go to wexl.org if you'd like to know more about our work we could you know use as much support as possible Uh, we have monthly free monthly events online Uh, that's really fun Um, join our newsletter it's free and pretty proud of that newsletter because dre has been spearheading it and we get a good amount of opens every month for it and, and that really means a lot to me that people want to engage with the the content that we're distributing and the stories that we're telling you know, I realized, I, I, I finally ended up, I had to stop comparing San Francisco to New York City.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Very different cities.
1: Uh, yeah. There's like a, a thing in a lot of us that wants to do that, but I'm like, it's apples and oranges. Totally. Completely.
0: We're oranges. That's the big apple.
1: Uh, oh, hey, uh. Hello. <laughs>
0: And also we <laughs> do have
1: good pizza here. <laughs> decent pizza. And they have decent burritos. Let's Zah see.
0: pizza yeah, is pretty yeah. it's a pretty great yeah. like San Francisco sourdough bread pizza. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion.
1: I Tony's. Think. Tony's Aronels. Oh, I mean we've
0: But but Tony's yeah. is, is
1: it's Italian. It's Italian. It's
0: more Italian, Italian. Yeah. American, you know. Yeah. While like Zai, so feel like it's San Francisco. Yeah. And burritos was born here. Yeah. Chipino I didn't even realize born, born here. Born here, the martini. Oh, I didn't even realize yeah. that. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I love martinis. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Wow, um, there were so many. Uh, you know, through my work, well, like you know, doing well, and then having met uh, Michael. Deluco, and and this—he's his love for really exploring the city and Northern California. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had always wanted to get into wine. Mm -hmm. It's like it was one of those like my twenty-year-old self will be so proud of how wine-educated I am now. Right on. And I'm like, and my and my palate is pretty badass like, okay <laughs> I was like, I,
1: sophisticated yeah I yeah. like
0: love my palate okay. I love I was very scared of getting um you know the the OG COVID and losing mm-hmm. my sense of oh right I said I got Omicron I was like that's more my speed okay as, I, did, I never left and I never lost my sense of <laughs> my, my <laughs> right sense. highly
1: contagious mild symptoms. yeah it's yeah, like yeah it's, fine, yeah it's right, fine it's right, fine right.
0: um but yeah like wine country Is Mike from out here? No, Albany, New York. Okay. So we're both from the East Coast. We went to school on the East Coast. And then his girlfriend at the time, um, like, he was here three years before me. I was going
1: to say a little bit longer. Yeah, so
0: his girlfriend at the time, who had actually since moved to, like, business school in Michigan, um, when I met him, um, was like, I think he would like this city. Mm -hmm. And um, I hear she's a really nice person. I mean, she was right. Sure. And so, so Mike came over here and was like, oh, the city's great. And so he had a three years ahead of me.
1: Three years of scouting for y'all. Yes. Yeah, right, right. Location. Oh, scouting. man.
0: Yeah. Those, like, it's just, and I just, I, you know, it's really, it's really funny because then we ended up moving in together. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were wa- looking for an apartment... Well, when he first met me, I was living with my cousin, and I was living in the Mission, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really feeling it, the Mission.
1: Where were you exactly? Where,
0: in cross the, streets? Oh, like um, Guerrero, and like you know where Monk Skettle is? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sixteenth and Guerrero. Yeah, Sixteenth okay. Guerrero,
0: awesome, yeah. awesome area. Yeah. But I was just not used to it. I lived in Santa Monica on Sixth and Idaho, and, and, and you know, in L.A. It's
1: different. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's very different. And then, and then I was like, oh, so. Like, where should we look? Like, at the, when I first met him, I was like, oh, the marina? Like, mm-hmm. so I was living in the mission. Everyone talks shit about the marina. Yeah. And he looked at me, he's like, you would like the marina. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. And he's like, you drove an Audi in Santa Monica. <laughs> like, you would like the marina. I'm like, no. Right. And then we moved to the marina. And I'm like. There's nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the the wide streets. Yes, it's on a landfill. Uh, but it is, you know, we moved into this really small apartment, uh, 500 square, square foot. We were in there for 10 years. And then we finally stayed in the same building and moved next door.
1: Oh, yeah. To, to in, in, a two-bedroom. building move, yeah. Oh, uh, we call
0: it a mansion now because yeah. it's like, you know, 800 square feet. It's oh, almost double. Still, yeah. Or seven hundred something. Like it's almost double right. You know, the 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 same the, 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 the size of what we were living in for eight, for like ten years. Yeah. That's huge. And it's oh man, and I'm like, am I I don't know if I could ever I don't know. I I think about when it's time to leave San Francisco and I get sad. Mm-hmm. And the good news is I still have two more years on the lease on this on this, the media lab in the Presidio. Okay. <laughs> so I said, well, let's not
1: make any rush, m- any
0: Rush anything yeah. until this lease is over. Mm-hmm. Let me really focus in on San Francisco and doing some local programs here because it's almost like I really want the city to understand that it's loved. Mm. And I think what I was really upset with. <laughs> You know
1: so, I'm gonna cry now sorry that's yeah <laughs> oh no. you
0: make me cry yeah 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 I you know everybody wants so much from the city and then they don't put in anything because they so, there's so many transient people and energies that come through here and you know as much as I I am a benefit a beneficiary of the tech boom I think the the pandemic has really helped kind of keep the people who really love the city in the city.
1: On that topic, um, let's end with, uh, like I said, our theme this season is we're still here. Yes. What does that mean to you? you? You started to touch on it right there, but if there's anything else you want to talk about around that
0: topic. You know, talk about history. San Francisco history is an inc- incredible. Mm-hmm you know it, it was um, from the natives to the uh, to the pioneers mm-hmm. and the 49ers mm-hmm. right and the
1: mission and the mi- missionaries the
0: missionaries mm-hmm. the people who've come here the the wasn't even discovered until this the the clouds parted i
1: was going to say that <laughs> i think it was francis drake who <laughs> yeah. was like just kept going cuz it was foggy <laughs>
0: Couldn't see it. It was it was hidden. It was it's a hidden city, and it's all white. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. It's interesting. It looks like heaven on earth, Mm -hmm. but there are so many things about the city that is so aggravating. Mm -hmm. Um, The the fact that our local leaders can't get a handle Mm -hmm. on um, really pressing issues Mm -hmm. like homelessness and and and. You know all the things in San Francisco mm-hmm. like how expensive it is here, mm-hmm. um how artists are getting pushed out of the city. Mm-hmm. we need to bring artists back in the city, but then there's the activism, the summer of love the the activism that continues the you know the Chinatown stories and the the, the and then of course, like you mix it with like the East Bay. And, and you know, the Black Panther stories and then coming together, the Filipinos coming together with, like, the Filipinos and the Asians and then the, the, intera- the Chinese inter- Americans coming with together with mm-hmm. the Black Panthers mm-hmm. to help, you know, move, you know, racial e- e- equality. Mm-hmm. Like, the activism.
1: SST. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, this city gives so much to us. It's, it's, and, and the, you know, and the tech workers and i I've, I've argued this to tech workers i said you know you got to love it back mm-hmm. you can't just come in here and not contribute to the culture you can't just be like you can't just be living in your ivory towers and and then expect that when you go down below that that it's going to be clean for you mm-hmm. if you don't care for it mm-hmm. I had never seen a human being shit on a street before
1: mm-hmm.
0: until San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe that this heaven on earth is, has so much suffering. Mm. It's a very special place. It's beautiful. Just the grandness of, of the geography of what is San Francisco It's so beautiful. It's a little too cold for me. (laughs) It's probably, but then it's not as cold as Chicago or Mm -hmm. New Jersey, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's still, like, I never get, like, really a summer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, you know, I'm okay now with that. My clothes aren't as nice here as they are, because I'll just be in, you know, like, hoodies. I love it. I am sweatpants now all the time, Mm -hmm. except for today, Um, but anyway, I digress. The city is, it's um, magical. It's a miracle. Like, it's a miracle city, you know. Uh, how about that San Francisco Giants? Like, those San Francisco Giants and the, I guess now it's called Oracle Park, but when I, when I first got it, it was AT&T Ballpark. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, wow, how beautiful is that?
1: That was Arabella DeLuco. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll get to know Urban Compassion Project's Vincent Ray Williams III. Episode 39 drops next Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now, in our fourth season, we have more than 180 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review the show so we can reach even more folks. We love email, and we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.